Well, greetings. I hope you're doing well today. I wanted to take a moment uh, when I have some time and talk to you about something I've been studying and reading about and something God's been talking to me about, and that is the Revelation. Revelation, the last book of the Bible. And here's what I'll say. I'm just going to make a few comments about it. It's something I've studied many times throughout my life and other books as well because you have Daniel 9, Matthew 24, and some other books that are in alignment with the book of Revelation. And here's basically what I'll tell you. I believe that it is a very ignored book, even though it's in the Bible. It's part of the New Testament, the last book in the Bible. And the first verse tells us it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ. It does not say the revelation of John or the revelation of someone else, the revelation of James, the revelation of Paul. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, it was given to John, the apostle, but the first verse tells us it's the revelation of Jesus. So if it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, we should be interested in what the book says and what it's about, its main purpose, its theme, and how it applies to us today. We should want to know. But often what happens is we avoid it because it is a difficult book. No one's going to argue that, uh, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know too many people that will say that it's an easy book to understand. It's a difficult book to understand. But when you get into the text, it has wonderful principles and good things to say to us today, even though it was written, it was written to the New Testament. Here's the seven churches, right, of Asia. That's what it says. And verse 4, to the seven churches in the province of Asia. That's who it was written to. But obviously, we can apply the principles just like any other book in the Bible. We can apply the same principles to us today. And I know there's lots of different theologies out there about what the book says, and there's lots of disagreement. I understand that. But we're Christians with the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ on the inside of us. We ought to be able to talk about these things, and it doesn't mean we have to agree on every point. But sometimes we need to take a big picture view. What is the book really about? Why did John write it? We should be interested in what a New Testament document has to say. And like a lot of the New Testament books, it's about this transition, right? This transition to the new kingdom that Jesus Christ established through his life, death, and resurrection. He established a new kingdom. And what you find, this is part of that process of him establishing his new kingdom. It is the destruction of the old covenant man-made system and the establishment, the establishment of his new kingdom. And it was written to the church, right? That's what it says to the seven churches. It's written to the church. If it was written to the church, we should want to know what it says. Even if we're not one of those original seven, obviously, way back in history, we are a part of the church today. We're part of the body cross today. We should want to know what it says. So sometimes we just need to tackle difficult things. And maybe we won't have all the answers. And that probably is okay. It's okay to not have all the answers, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't have any. It doesn't mean you should ignore an inspired book of the Holy Bible. No, we shouldn't do that. It's the whole counsel of God, right? For edification. 
The whole counsel of God has been given. All the books, right? It doesn't mean we go and ignore like the minor prophets, the you know, the book of Jeremiah, Daniel 9, or all of Daniel for that matter, and Revelation doesn't mean you ignore certain parts of the Bible. It's all for our good, for instruction, for edification, for encouragement. And I'll tell you, when you read the letters at the very beginning of the book, after this wonderful introduction that John gives us about Jesus Christ, right? And you go through the letters, what does it say? You know, they're different, right? But basically, Jesus is telling them what they're doing right, which is an encouragement. He's encouraging them, right? But he also tells them, well, there's a couple of issues here. See, he does both. It is both an encouragement and it's a warning. And we should take that to heart as the church. For God often speaks this way. He gives us an encouragement to persevere through trials. That's one of the main purposes of the book. To encourage the saints to persevere through trials. Right? But he also gives a warning. And God often does that. It's not one-sided. It's actually very balanced. He gives the encouragement to persevere. Keep doing those things you're doing right. Right? Keep doing those things you're doing right. Verse 2 in chapter 2. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. He knows what they're doing right. He's given an encouragement. Keep doing those things. But also, well, I hold this against you. You've lost your first love. Right? Or whatever it may be, depending on the letter you're reading. Very balanced. An encouragement and a warning. An encouragement to persevere through trials, but also a warning. So here's what I'll say. If you're going to study Revelation, the honest truth is you really have to know, there's some things you really need to know before really digging deep into it. And one of those is, <laughs> unfortunately, and when I say unfortunately, it's unfortunately because a lot of people don't want to study it, don't want to know about those things. They just accept what someone told them once or twice or whatever it may be. And, and honestly, it's probably a long time ago because very rarely, rarely do you hear teaching on the book of Revelation. And I've already said basically why. It's, it's obvious why. It's a difficult book. We want to ignore it. But some of the things you're going to have to know, it's actually in Revelation 20, but you're going to have to know about the different ideas of the millennium. And Honestly, I would start there, and I know that seems strange. Well, why would you start in Revelation 20 with the millennium? And it's because the different views are going to color how you see the entire book, right? And possibly the entire Bible, depending on the view. So I think it's important to do that. And, you know, a year or two ago, I did actually a study and about the different millennial views. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, here's what I found out. Here's what I found out. Some of the millennial views, and let me be more specific, okay? There's four of them. There's four views, okay? And some of them have similarities. You know, they're not completely, you know, where there's no agreement at all. Some of them have similarities, have unity. Some of them do, and some of them are very different. But there's four basic views, but one of them is really popular, especially in America, and has been for some time. Dispensational premillennialism. Okay, and I'm just going to be real honest with you. I think people should study all four views 
to have an idea of the different views and what they say, the proponents, and just have a general understanding, okay? We need to have a general understanding of Revelation. It's in the Bible, okay? But those views actually will color how you see the book because they are different. There is unity, but there is differences as well. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I believe that view, which is very popular, it's very popular. It didn't come about until like the 1800s. And I know that seems like a long time ago, but historic Christianity, that view is nowhere to be found. And see, when you really study some of these, some of these things out, you find that out. It was not part of historic Christianity. But yet, it's very popular today. And I, I'll be, you know, it's difficult. Because I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I love them enough to tell them the truth. Now, that doesn't mean you have to agree with me on everything. That's okay if we disagree on some things, as long as we agree on the main things, right? But we should be able to talk about it. Well, why do you believe that? Because, see, what you believe about God, what you believe about the Bible and these principles, is going to dictate how you live, right? What you believe about God makes a difference in how you live. And I think one of the reasons that that particular view is so popular because, you know, it's like God's going to rapture us out. Now, that's what, just one aspect of it, I realize. You know, things are going to get bad, but He's gonna, we're going to be raptured out before it gets really bad. Right? And I'll tell you, I, I honestly believe that is one of the most damaging doctrines that is taught. And I know that may be hard to swallow, and I'm sorry if it is. But I really believe that. We really need to see what is, you know, what are the other views? There's not just one view, there's four. What do the other views say? Do they, are they in agreement with that? You know, because you have post-millennialism. You've got amillennialism, right? But then you also have what's called historic or classic pre-millennialism, okay? Which is going to have some things in common, some things in common with dispensational premillennialism. But And I know those are really big, long words, <laughs> okay? But we should really want to dig in and really know what those things are about, so we look through the right lens. And also, so sometimes we can just disagree on things, and it's okay. We're not going to have all the answers. I've never met anyone who had all the answers, but we still can pull out the principles. What is God saying? What does Jesus say in the second and third chapter? What does he say? And then through the rest, through 4 through 22. What is the purpose? What is the theme? And how can we apply it? See, it's, it's a lot to bite off and chew, it really is. It's a lot. So I suggest you do it in small bites. <laughs> do it in small bites. But I really think you do have to have an understanding of millennialism or those particular view, those four views before you really study it because it's going to make a big difference in how you see the book. It really is going to make a difference. And I think you can do that and not get too caught up in all the details and still see the practical application. Because I'm telling you, what you believe, just like philosophy, theology is about God. What you believe about God and what his word says and the principles found there is going to establish, if you will, how you're going to live. You think that matters? You think how you live matters? Of course it does. Are we going to go hide in our bomb shelter when things get bad? Are we going to live a victorious life? Are we going to be able to persevere when there's persecution, when there's trials, which the Bible clearly talks about 
throughout the book. And if you know anything about history, you know the apostles and those that came after them suffered greatly. Think about the first 300 years. I always encourage people, study the first 300 years of Christianity. And then see how strong your Christianity is. And the things they had to go through. The things they had to suffer. I'm also amazed that people think, well, we know so much today. You know, we just know so much. Do we? Do we really? Let me tell you something. Most of us, not everyone, but most of us have no idea how much they had to suffer. And see, our faith, our faith hasn't really been tested to that level. And everyone's won't necessarily, but there are tests in life. There are trials and tribulations. If you're following Jesus Christ, there are. Because the Bible says that there will be. Read the book of James, right? There will be. There will be trials. There will be persecution. How are we going to persevere through that? That's one of the main focuses and purposes of the book of Revelation. How are you going to persevere? An encouragement to persevere through trials. And of course, it points to the Lord Jesus Christ. Did he have trials? Absolutely. Absolutely. Many people listened and followed him, but the power structures did not. They hated him and crucified him. They murdered him. And we're, that's who we're following. <laughs> we're following someone who stirred things up who had a different message to say from God, who established a new kingdom, who is so radical in his time. That's who we're supposed to be following. And I'm not saying we have to be radical all the time. I'm just saying we need to follow what he did, follow his words, what he says. And we need to take on the whole counsel of God, not 65 books and not Revelation. Not everything else but Revelation. Not everything else but Matthew 24, etc. No, we take all of it on. That doesn't mean we have a hyper-focus on Revelation, but I don't think that's really our problem. Our problem is we have no focus on it whatsoever. It's too hard. We don't want to study it. Nobody really has all the answers, which is actually true. That's not godly. That's not what God, that's not God's design. We do need to study. We do need to talk about these things. We do need to pull the principles out and how to apply. We need to do all those things, right? And I'll tell you, you know, my point in doing this and talking about this is not to be controversial. No. <laughs> my point is we need to learn how to talk about things that are difficult and discuss them and say, Hey, I love you as a brother, but I don't agree with you on this. And it's okay. It's okay not to agree on everything. But we also need to take a look at, at the belief systems and how they affect our life. Do you think believing in amillennialism is going to affect your life differently than believing in, than believing in premillennialism? Yes. It will make a huge difference. What about post-millennialism? Post-millennialism is a very positive view. Do you think that's going to make a difference in how you live? Of course it will. Of course it will. And I'll tell you from all four views, there are good things you can take from them. There's good things in all of them, right? That you can learn from. And I'm, what I'm saying to you is there's good things in all four views, but whatever view you tend to hold... You know, if you choose one, you know, it's part of your belief system. What you believe is going to dictate how you live. Period. 
it will it's just like philosophy you have a certain philosophy of life a lot of us may get that from the bible you know you can call it a philosophy of life but it's actually based on you know because a lot of that stuff's been stolen from the bible anyway it's based on the word of god you know if you believe god's good you're going to live in a way that demonstrates that if you believe god will provide you're going to live in a way that demonstrates that and even when things go against you or things aren't good or whatever you're still going to have faith god's still for you he's going to give you success and you're going to have provision and we can see all through the Bible how God gave provision. You see, I'm just taking something simple. But if you really believe that, it's going to dictate how you live. If you believed, like, you know, Revelation reveals what we already know, that Christ is victorious. And if you believe that, that Christ and his church are victorious, then you will live that way. Right? I mean, that's how it should be. That's how it should work itself out, right? <laughs> if he's really victorious in the midst of trials, then so can we. We can also be victorious and live a victorious Christian life, even when we face setbacks, even when things come against us, even when things don't go so well, because that's what the Bible says. Listen, my purpose in talking about this is not to create controversy, not to create confusion, but to get us comfortable with a place where we can really talk about these things because they're in the Bible. Revelation's in the Bible. Revelation 20 that talks about the millenn- that's in the Bible. And the truth is, that's really technically not the only place it talks about it. But that's a story for another time. My main purpose is just to give a general introduction and say, listen, Revelation's in the Bible. We really need to talk about it. We need to study it. Not as the only thing we do, but it's part of, it's one book in the Bible, it's part of the whole counsel of God. It's part of it. So here's what I want to challenge you with. I want to challenge you. You know, if you've never studied the book of Revelation, at least not in depth, or, you know, I challenge you. Take small bites, okay? Take small bites. And go and do a little research. Do some reading, first of all, first of all, before you get there, in God's Word. Read the book. Read it. Read what it says. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testified to everything that he saw. So it's a vision, right? He saw visions, right? The whole book. John seeing visions. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Does that sound important to you? That, that is the first, was that the first two verses? First two verses. That's the first two verses of the book. It is a beautiful, wonderful work. And you should read it. You say, well, I don't, I don't understand. Okay, there's study aids. There's things to help you. And praying also helps. Ask God to give you understanding. And I'm telling you, I encourage you also study the different views. You know, I'm going to talk about that. If I continue and am able to continue to talk about these, I'm going to talk about those things and show you. Some of those views are a part of historic Christianity. One of them's not. And I'm just telling that's the truth. One of them isn't. And I'm not saying just because something has a deep history that it's necessarily automatically true. No, not necessarily. But I think it's an important point. 
a lot of people aren't going to tell you that. They're just, oh, you just need to listen to your pastor or your teacher or whoever who wrote this book, whoever. Hey, I challenge you. No, you need to find out what God said in Revelation. You need to discover that. You need to read the Word. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit, what He tells you about the book. And I'm telling you, just the, just the letters, chapter 2 and 3, just that alone is going to blow your mind what God says. He doesn't just say, let's all be happy clappy while the world goes to hell in a handbasket. That's not what it says. It doesn't say that. You see how we can get sidetracked? Well, you know, people are going through difficult times, so we need to say only encouraging words. Yes, we need to encourage people. The book of Revelation was written to encourage the saints, to encourage the seven churches, but it also was written to challenge them and to warn them of what's coming. Do you think it's important to warn? Because God warns all through His Word. All through His Word. We need to be balanced. We need to be balanced. I encourage you to read the book of Revelation. You need some help? There's study aids you can get. You want to know about the different views? I can tell you about them. And I'm not saying you have to get that from me. There's lots of books. There's books written on each view. Lots of books out there that you can get or listen to. To give you a general, a general, I know a lot of people don't have time to have get into real specific details, have a general understanding because if we don't have a general understanding, we're not going to be able to apply the principles. And there are great, wonderful principles in this book. In the whole Bible. And also in Revelation. Let me tell you something. Jesus came and he died and he established a new kingdom. And let me tell you, the book of Revelation is definitely about that. Because it was written to the seven churches in Asia. It is absolutely about his victory and the church, and the new kingdom. It is absolutely about that. That is enough reason for you to read it. It is not all gloom and doom. Yeah, there's warnings. There's judgment. But there's also victory. The victory of the one we serve who sits on high with the Father. The victory of Jesus Christ. And honestly, if you're not interested in that, then okay. Why are you a Christian? <laughs> if you're not interested in the victory of Jesus Christ, then you might as well hang it up. We definitely should be interested in that. And I'm not saying it's an easy book. I'm saying we should be motivated to learn about the revelation of Jesus Christ. We really should. You need help? There's ways to get help. You don't understand it all? No one really does. But we still should study it. And I encourage you, read the book. Listen to it. Listen to some good commentary. Get some stuff into you. And I plan on continuing to study this for a while. Because it takes a while. It takes a while to understand something difficult. It really does. So I want to close now because I know I've been talking here for a little while. I want to close now and say this. If you want encouragement, you can read the book of Revelation because there's encouraging words in there. Because it was written at a time when there was crises. When things were shifting and shaking or about to shift and shake would be more correctly. Do you think that's applicable to our time? Uh, yes. 
as things shift and shake in our culture today, Revelation is a great book. It's not the only book you can read. Daniel's another great book. But Revelation is a great book you can read for encouragement during shifting times. When things are literally nations and are shifting and moving in great ways. It's a great book to read to get encouraged of how you get through that. Read the book. Read the book. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you and encourage you and let him show you his wonderful mysteries that he gave to the Apostle John. I pray you have a blessed day and my purpose here is to encourage you to get into the word. Get into something that really is not studied as much as it should be. That's not talked about as much as it should be. It is part of the word of God. Word of God. It should matter. The revelation of Jesus Christ should matter to us. Have a blessed and wonderful day. And I pray God, I pray God would show you the importance of every book in the Bible.